Hi, I'm Chris McBrien. And I'm Derek Myers. Here at Pop Goes Your World, we've received a lot of great feedback on how much people enjoy the trivia segments that we do at the end of every episode. So we've decided to go back and put together compilations of the Fun with Yancey and Fun with Caveman segments we've done over the years as a set of bonus episodes. We hope you enjoy the fun. Episode 19, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Fun with Yancey. Okay, I'm going to start you off easy this week. Okay, Yancey? Really yes. easy question. Okay, multiple. You say that every time and then I get ghosted no, on like man, three no, questions. No, man, these are easy, man. Multiple <laughs> choice question, okay? On the planet, okay. Jack Who. Mm-hmm. Where does Ray live? A, in a tent. B, in the remains of a Star Destroyer. C, in a TIE Fighter, or D, in the remains of an AT-AT? D. Yes, and it is an AT-AT, by the way, not an AT-AT, as we An AT-AT, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, Sir, so I'm going to call him Sir, even though he's not knighted. Sir Phil Tippett tends to disagree with you on this one, so this is great. Okay, this one you've already answered. You know, I was going to ask you, this famous English actor had a cameo in the film as a stormtrooper. Can you name the actor, but you already mentioned, and it is... Daniel Craig. Hi, there you go. Okay, here's here's one. This Saturday Night Live alumnus provided some of the noises that were synthesized into becoming BB-8's voice. Can you name the actor from SNL who helped provide the sounds that would become BB-8's voice? Bill Hader. Very good. Yes, he's one of your favorite performers on the show. Is that? Okay. As you know, and as everyone knows, each of the Star Wars films has opened up with the crawl. You know, which, of course, sets the stage for the story, right? And the original film's crawl began with, it's a period of civil war. In The Force Awakens, what's the first sentence in the opening crawl? I thought there wasn't a crawl. It starts with, uh, it starts with Ray. She's, like, scavenging and stuff, and it shows her, like, pulling something out. Dude, the dude, it opens up with John Williams' score and the full-screen Star Wars logo, which recedes into space and the crawl starts. Episode oh, okay. seven, The Force Awakens, and it says Luke Skywalker has vanished. Is the you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh, I'm very disappointed. That is the first scene, Yancy, though, but it is Yancy, after the crawl. I am very disappointed in you, young man. Okay. Blasphemy. <laughs> now, the Force, Awakens, the Force Awakens is not available. This is a this is a millennial question for you, okay? The, the Force Awakens is not available for streaming on Netflix in the United States of America. It is, however, available on Netflix in what country? If you're going to say Canada, I'm going to be so upset. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Canada. Another reason to love the Great White North. Yes, it's available. It would start in September. It started streaming here in Canada. It was available on Netflix. And one of the reasons. How is that fair? How is that fair? Because one of the reasons was it had to do with it was was like this legality thing that was going on in the United States. um, I guess Disney had worked out a deal with Netflix saying that, hey, yeah, any movies that we make, you can stream. But that starts January 1st. 2016 and this film unfortunately was released in December 2015 and so they did not hold the rights for the streaming and in Canada we could watch it so I have watched it several times on Netflix so I gotta say unfortunately uh, for you guys again another reason why the Great White North is so great I guess right (laughs) so there you go (laughs) episode 20 the funniest movies ever fun with Yancey Okay, I'm going to make this easy for you this week. I'll tell you, what, I'm just going to give you like a one-line synopsis of a movie. 
and see if you can guess the movie. And it's the good thing, it's a funny movie. So you know, it's like okay. a super, super funny movie. And I'm going to go real easy on you. The first couple that I had here, <clears throat> you've already mentioned. So King Arthur and his knights embark on a low budget search for the grail, encountering many very silly obstacles. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. All right, and the next one is very easy too. Two codependent high school seniors are forced to deal with separation anxiety after their plan to stage a booze-soaked party goes awry. Super bad. You got it. Okay. Yes. Let's get a little bit harder now. But I think you're still going to get this one pretty easy. Jake Blues, just out of prison, puts together his old band to save the Catholic home where he and brother Elwood were raised. The Blues Brothers. There we go. Almost, almost made my list, by the way. It was oh, only I love short that list. movie. Love that movie. Uh, okay, goaded by his buddies, a nerdy guy who's never done the deed only finds the pressure mounting when he meets a single mother. Is this 40-year-old virgin? It is. Yes. All right. At a 1962 college, Dean Vernon Wormer is determined to expel the entire Delta Tau Chi fraternity, but those troublemakers have other plans for him. Mm. Came out uh, came out in 1978. As soon as you say this, I'm going to know this. It's like one of those really popular ones that I have not seen. John Belushi know. is in it. Uh, oh, we just talked about this a couple of shows ago. Oh, what is it? I'm supposed to watch this. You told me to watch this. Animal House. Um, Animal House, that's what it is. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Ugh. I'll make it a little bit easier, okay? Two slacker friends try to promote their public access cable show. Mm. 19, uh, 1992. A public access cable show? Based on an SNL skit. I don't know, Christopher. What is it? It's Wayne's World. I've honestly never seen Wayne's World. Oh Can you believe that? Oh, man. You and I. We Isn't gotta, this disgusting? We got to talk so after the show. I tell you. Okay. The last one. President Scroob sends Lord Dark Helmet to steal planet oh. Druidia's <laughs> abundant supply of air to replenish their own, and only Lone Star can stop them. It's space balls, man. Yay! So you've seen that from 87. How, how, how did, uh, how did uh, Pizza the Hut die? Uh, I don't, did the guy eat him? He ate himself to death. He ate himself to death. Oh, that's right. There you go. <laughs> Episode 21, my first concert. Fun with Yancey. Okay, Yancey, here's what I'm going to do. Yep. I'm going to ask you some questions about major concerts in history and see how much you know. Because this is your jam. You know music. So let's see how much you know about really, really famous concerts throughout history. Okay. okay? So really easy ones to start you off, as always. Okay, so this band, their last scheduled live concert took place in Candlestick Park. That's in San Francisco, by the way, Yancey. Um, Correct. I'm yeah, a big I'll, I'll, I know. It took place in Candlestick Park um, on August the 29th, 1966. The interesting thing about this concert, though, was that it was only halfway through the career of the band, which then ended up focusing solely on creating studio albums for the rest of their career. Yancey, can you name this iconic band that stopped touring halfway through their career? They stopped touring. Stopped touring. And just focused on doing studio albums. 1966. Iconic band. I mean, that's kind of confusing because I'm getting confused here. I want to say the Beatles because are, I know the Beatles. You are. Around the, you are is it the Beatles? It is the Beatles. Now, they did do an impromptu um, concert on the rooftop of Apple Corps Records in um, 1969 with Billy Preston. But that, that Candlestick Park um, concert was the last time that they ever performed live. Go figure. 
In America, too, no less. Isn't that weird? Yep, go figure. Uh, Okay, so this famous concert event took place over three days from June the 16th to 18th in 1967 in California. Some of the notable acts that appeared at the event were Jefferson Airplane, The Who, Grateful Dead, and the Jimi Hendrix Experience. In California, what was the name of this famous concert event? Oh, man, I don't know. Is it... Where's Woodstock at? <laughs> uh, that's, it. that's in New York. This one was in California. It was in Monterey, California. I don't know, Christopher. Monterey Pop. Have nope, you heard of Monterey never. Pop? Oh, my goodness. Ah, geez, I tell you. Okay. Oh. This singer was famously arrested following his bizarre and drunken behavior on stage at the Dinner Key Auditorium down in your neck of the woods in Miami, Florida, back on March the 1st, 1969. His onstage antics included exposing himself to the audience. Oh, I know this is. <laughs> this was uh, our American poet, <laughs> Jim Morrison. That's correct. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mentioned I mentioned earlier my, my buddy Devin. He's a, a dear friend of mine. Uh, unfortunately, he's he's got some uh, some really like acute mental disorder. Uh, don't really have like much talking with him. This is kind of dark, but one of my best friends growing up all through all through middle and high school and stuff. And he was the biggest Jim Morrison fan. Like he had like this. I'm not kidding, Chris, like an eight foot poster of Jim Morrison, like the one the album cover, you know, from the doors, like where he has like his shirt off and like, yep. you know, he's like flexing or whatever. Like he was, he was a good looking dude, but like literally plastered, like it covered half his wall. So every time I, I, I even think of Jim Morrison, like I think of, of, of my buddy Devin, but it's, it's funny that you would bring that up. Uh, okay, December the 6th, 1969. 1969 was a big year for concerts, apparently. Uh, anyway, uh, this concert, which took place on December the 6th, 1969, uh, was supposed to be headlined by the Grateful Dead. But the band refused to take the stage because of the growing amount of violence that was taking place during the concert. So the final act to take the stage was the Rolling Stones. And during the Rolling Stones mm-hmm. performance, an audience member, Meredith Hunter, approached the stage with a gun and was beaten to death by a security guard. And by the way, the security guards at the event were famously made up of members of the Hell's Angels. Can you name the concert? Oh, what state was it in? It was in California. California. You know, I remember reading about this. This was um, way it, before It was like your the time, Stones. It was yep. the Grateful Dead. It was like Jefferson Airplane. Yep. It was like... It was like a like monumental lineup of like four or five bands, but I can't remember the name of the concert. It's the Altamont Free Concert. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So this one is the most famous concert of all time, I'm sure. Woodstock. Okay. It obviously uh, famously took place in August of 1969. Again, 1969. I tell you. Um, so Jimi Hendrix, he obviously famously closed the festival with his rousing performance of the Star Spangled Banner on his guitar, if you remember. Mm-hmm. So Jimi Hendrix was the final act of the festival. But who was the first act to open up the three-day Woodstock Music Festival, Yancey? Who? Let me think. It's going to be a guess. It's going to be a pure guess. Um, Can you give me a hint? Uh, His initials are RH. I don't think you'll get it. I really don't think. It's a tough one. It's either you know it or you don't. It's Richie Havens. Oh, no. No idea. And the funny thing was is that he went on stage. So he was the first guy. He was supposed to play for like, I don't know, an hour and a half or something. But because of the traffic, the high, the local highways were at a virtual standstill 
right? A lot mm-hmm. of the other bands couldn't get there in time, so they just tell, tell it, keep playing, keep playing. He ended up going back out and doing like like four or five encores, and then he finally <laughs> he finally ran out of songs to play. So you know what he did? He improvised a song. Uh, based on um, this old song that ended up becoming a song of his called Freedom. He just improvised it on the spot because he ran out of songs to play. So (laughs) go figure. Just interesting trivia about uh, Woodstock. Episode 22, Rogue One. Fun with Yancey. Let's do it, man. All right. Here we go. Okay. So um, obviously we mentioned there's there's several tie-ins between Rogue One and the original Star Wars movie, right? And uh, one of them is actually seen on the counter of the Urso kitchen when they're scrambling to escape the Empire at the beginning yep. of the movie. And on the count- counter is a glass of Bantha milk. So this tasty beverage, Yancey, was also seen in Star Wars as Aunt Beru served it for lunch. What color is the milk, Yancey? It's blue milk. Yay! That's right. So blue Bantha milk. So there we go. Yep. Uh, so obviously uh, Rogue One. The, uh, the filmmakers brought back to life one of the Empire's governors in Grand Moff Tarkin, which we've discussed at, you know, at some length tonight. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously this was accomplished, as I mentioned, through motion capture and CGI and voiceover work. In the original Star Wars movie, who was the actor that played Grand Moff Tarkin? Oh, uh, oh man, I know his name. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, I'm blanking, but I, I, I literally had this in my head like an hour ago. Mm-hmm. It's Peter Cushing. Cushing, yes. Yeah, yeah. So another yeah. thing too, like a lot of like he he did a lot of kind of not B movies. Like he was in like the Curse of Frankenstein and Horror of Dracula. He played Van Helsing, but I always remember him in a movie called Top Secret. And this came after Star Wars. So remember when we we were talking about like funniest movies, you know, in our last episode. Um, mm-hmm. Another one that just missed the, the the top for me was a movie called Top Secret, and it was kind of spun off of that the, the airplane movies and all that kind of stuff, and Naked Gun and all those kind of like just slapstick crazy ass movies. And Top Secret was one, and he was in it, and he played this bookstore owner, and they did this backwards scene. You have to watch, you'd have to see it to, to understand what I'm talking about. But it was brilliant, but it was Peter Cushing. Anyway, okay, next one. So during the Battle of Scarif, so the plans to the Death Star, obviously, are beamed to a rebel spaceship. Okay, mm-hmm. So this spaceship, then it, then it escapes, and it's soon tracked down by an Imperial Star Destroyer in the opening of the original Star Wars movie, Yancey. What's the name of the rebel spaceship? Oh, Chris. <laughs> ah, this is like a major hardcore Star Wars question. Yeah, you're a snake. I, I don't know what it is, but if you say it, it's going to sound super familiar. It's Tantive Four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, every single Star Wars movie has opened with the traditional crawl. What is the first word in the opening crawl for Rogue One? It doesn't have a crawl. Oh, very good. It's a trick question. You know, no crawl. Getcha. Nice. This is like your Tupac question from a couple weeks ago. I know. I just like to try and You throw. don't play nice. You no, don't play fair. Exactly. <laughs> but you see, you nailed it. It's all good. So, okay. Um, this So, with an uncredited appearance in Rogue One, this is the only actor to have appeared in every Star Wars movie to date. Yancey, can you name the actor? I don't know his name, but isn't it the guy that does C-3PO? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. English guy. No. They, 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 I mean, what is his name? Dude? I'm Anthony Daniels. 
Anthony okay. Daniels. Yeah. And, and he was uncredited. They, they showed him for a split second. Yep, yep, just for a second. And, and then R2-D2 was there too. Obviously, Kenny Baker uh, was not, you know, in in R2. You know, he passed away recently. He was too... He didn't even do any of the scenes in um, in The Force Awakens either because he was just too ill to do it. But... Uh, Anyway, interesting. But, but like I say, overall, a lot of fun. You knew some of them. Some of them, again, hardcore. So I just love Star Wars. So I love throwing all the hard stuff at you. That's for sure. Thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World. You can contact Chris and Derek at popgoesyourworld.com. Please take a minute and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show. 